I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in beast mode. Stop being gazelle. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined by Dr. The Good Dr. Eric Thomas and the Barbados Sensation Carl. Gentlemen, how are you this morning? Oh, we good. Good, good. Hope you're better than me. I had a rough start to my day. My son uh, was, was anti-teeth brushing this morning, so I've been chasing oh, him around Lord. the house for the last hour trying to get him to brush his teeth. And um, so far, it's uh, it's been a tough process, man. He, he does not understand the importance. I was telling E yesterday, the problem I have with Trey now is even when he, you finally wrangle him long enough to brush his teeth, he like, when you put the toothbrush near his mouth, he eats all the toothpaste and then just tries to brush his teeth with a dry toothbrush. So um, we're struggling on that front right now, but um, y'all pray for me, man. We're trying to get that together. So his breath is fresh, but his teeth hit. So we, uh, we're trying to get him to the next level. So um, yeah, I hope y'all morning started off a little smoother than mine. Uh, but nonetheless, man, we back for another episode. Carl, what is this? 20... 22. 22. Woo! We way past legal getting now. Getting it in there. Yeah, we getting it in there. Is, is he asleep or is he all right? Oh, no, I ain't asleep. I'm just letting you two talk about <laughs> two and three-year-olds. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm far removed from the toothbrush. I got some other major challenges I'm dealing with right now that had nothing to do with teeth brushing. Oh yeah, no, you you might have bigger problems than what I got, but you know, that's what I'm faced with today. So, you know, we're going to try to work that out. Um, Real quick, uh, 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 am I tripping or, so I got one for y'all. And this one, I guess I could pose to y'all because you both, you know, as everybody knows, uh, Carl E, you know, both had a son and a daughter. I have a son and now a daughter coming. And I want to know, am I tripping or does the second child, during the pregnancy anyway, get the short end of the stick? Because the other day, and I'll tell you what happened, I think it was Monday, my wife came in and she was like, oh yeah, at the doctor's this morning. And she had a doctor's appointment and I promise you, I didn't even know she had an appointment. And I was sitting there like, shoot, I was so embarrassed. I was like, I, you know, I tried to play it off like, oh, how'd it go? But I was like, man, on the when Trey was born, I was at every single doctor's appointment, uh-huh. every single everything. And now with little Avery coming, I feel so bad, bro. I've been to about two doctor's appointments. And uh I you know, I, I kind of feel I feel like I'm neglecting my, my new child. So I wanna know, am I tripping or did y'all go through that same thing? Oh, I'm talking about exact same thing. I'm talking about I went to every <laughs> doggone, I mean, every single appointment. If I ain't make it, I'm talking about it was something serious. Uh, Jesse came along, and, and, and I, my wife made it easy because she was like, oh, you don't have to go. It's not going to be a lot, and that's all the window I needed. I was like, are you sure? Right, she's right. like, yeah, no, it's just a checkup. They're making sure everything good. Oh, yeah, I probably went to about, I'd say, 30 40% on the second go-around. Yeah, I've Let been to tell two, you this. girl. Let me tell y'all this. When Jalen's pacifier looked like it was about to hit the ground, I put the water on 212, <laughs> make sure it was boiling on 212, right. and got and dipped it six times to make sure there was no germs. <laughs> Not six times. Six times. The seventh is a charm. Right. I wanted to make sure it was no germs. And right, then I, right. Jada was born. I promise you that sucker hit the ground. 
And I, it was a 15-second rule, 20-second rule. <laughs> right, I right. just kissed it up to the creator <laughs> and stuck it back in her mouth. <laughs> hey, hey, here's a funny part. We, um, you know, we, I mean, we did it big. We video recorded. See, and y'all got to understand, this is a different area. You guys got a phone, so you can record everything on your iPhone, etc. Look, this back in the day, bro, when, when, when it, uh, if you had a camcorder, you was rich. You know what I'm saying? Very few people right. had to, could afford a camcorder. I'm talking about it's like one of them things that you know ABC did when Howard Cosell was alive, and we oh man, you ain't that old, are you? Oh man, I'm talking about black and white TV. We had that Joker for Jalen's. We recorded it. I'm talking about all my friends came. We had Joey came and sang. Um, uh, 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 Wayne Buckner came and played the piano. David oh Choker was in there with the piano. Like, we went all out for Wait, Jay. you had all them people in the delivery room? Oh, man. Right. No, not. Well, right at. They were, like, waiting in the um, the waiting room. But as soon as Didi had the baby and they had found a room for her, everybody was in there. And I'm talking about for real. Singing. That, we was having a blast. <laughs> went to the Waffle House afterwards. I promise you, when Jada was born, I didn't even get a steel shot of her. <laughs> I didn't get a steel shot. Right. And I actually... I actually left and got on the road for about six weeks. Me and LD, uh, we had some, you know, revivals and some uh, colleges and et cetera to do. So I promise you, man, you talk about night and day. We used to lie to Boom Boom because we would show Jada's video every year of him being born. And so for years, we just showed her Jalen's video. She thought it was her. She didn't know that. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you ain't tripping. It ain't uh, just you. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I, you know, I think about it, man, and, you know, we getting down to the wire, man. We got less than three weeks left. And so, you know, it's all coming back to me now. And I'm really just on this tip now where I'm like, okay, we getting close. But like, I remember when Trey was coming, man, we had everything lined up. Like her bags was packed for the, the hospital. Bag pack, yeah, right, yeah right, I mean, we right, was ready. Right. Like I'm talking about way in advance. And now uh, we did get the nursery together, but we don't have no bags packed, man. You know, we still got stuff to hang on the walls, all kind of stuff. And I'm like, shoot, see, you slipping. But I guess, you know, you kind of know what to expect this time. You know what I mean? Like the first go around, I ain't know what to expect. I'm going to be real with y'all. Like the only time I had really seen like, you know, women going to labor or something was on TV. So I'm thinking, okay, the water break, you got about 90 seconds to get to the hospital and that thing coming. And then it didn't really happen like that. Like, we, we, it was the middle of the night, you know, or maybe late, you know, maybe 11, 12 o'clock. And she started getting some contractions, a water break. And I called the doctor's office like, we on the way. And they like, don't worry about it. Take your time. Pack your bags. Right, you know what I mean? Get right, ready. Right. I'm like, get ready. I'm like, we on the way. And they was like, nah, you got to, you know, how far apart are the contractions? I'm like, look, they close enough. But, um. We ended up taking our time. Candace was packing her bags up. You know, we got to the hospital. And, of course, everything was straight, man. But, you know, this time I'm like, okay, it's not the same sense of urgency, if you will, this time. It's a different sense of urgency in the household. And so, yeah, I'm glad to see I'm not the only Yeah, you're not tripping. You're not tripping. Not at all. Okay, cool. Yeah, no. And so, you know, I am starting to get that feeling, though. You know, you just, you know, you take for granted. And I'll be honest with y'all, Trey was so easy, like, you know, we never had any issues during the pregnancy. You know, we got to the hospital. You know, it was very comfortable. Candace pushed about 10 times and my man was here. And so I think, you know, I'm hoping that I'm, I don't have a little fool's go, you know, thinking that this one's going to be easy. And, you know, <laughs> prayerfully, there's not any complications or, you know, it's not harder than that. But, um, you know, we'll see because I'll be real with you. I was in there 
And you saying you taking pictures and video and stuff, and I, you stronger than me because what happened with me is we were actually the Michigan State game was on TV, right? And so Candace and I was sitting there watching the game, just hanging out. Uh, Michigan State and Indiana were playing a basketball game, and you know, for real, we were just sitting there watching the TV, and then all of a sudden, the nurse came back in like out of nowhere, like you ready to start pushing? Uh, I guess her contractions were, you know, getting stronger. So Kendall was like, yeah. So the game was still on. I never even turned the TV off. Now, and I, I debate this with my wife all the time. She's like, you were watching the game while the baby was being born. What happened to me, y'all, is I'm sitting there and she started pushing. And so I'm like, okay, I'm holding her hand and I'm, you know, trying to look and see what we're looking like. And then I promise y'all probably about, you know, maybe a minute in, I started feeling faintish. I was like, yo, like, and the nurse looked at me, was like, all right, Mr. Quinney, you're too big for me to carry you out of here. You all right? <laughs> so I was like, yo, I'm good. And like, but I had to watch the game or look at the game every the few seconds boy. just to keep my head like, okay, this is real life. And so Candace always be trying to life. tease me like, oh, you was watching the game while your son was being born. I could care less about the game at that point, but what I was trying to do was snap myself back into like, okay, you need to be here for this because I'm gonna be real. Once my man started coming out, I took one look and I was about to faint. Like it was too much going on. I was like, okay, Lord, help me because I'm struggling right now. And so to hear that you in there videotaping and having a good old time, I'm like, no, nah, that was not my experience, bro. That was not my experience. We had, I promise you. Hey, we had, um, so for me, I, I never got fantish, but I had Didi. I had like a couple of people that Tamisha didn't mind in the room. So she oh, was yeah, cool no, with it. So I'm saying they kept me, you know what I'm saying, talking, whatever. And she, my wife almost killed me for this, but her, of course, her family in Barbados and they're not here. So I literally had the computer on the side of her head would like FaceTime and I'm talking about her whole family. It's about eight heads just on the screen watching this whole process. Oh, so for wow. me, it was so much going on. Like I, we had that moment where, like you said, when he started coming out and ours was crazy because my man came out not breathing. So of course, you know, we had that, fr oh, I mean, yeah, freaked yeah. out moment, man. And you could feel the air in the room just get like thin, like everybody and the doctors, like they just start like rushing. And I was like, yo, what's happening? And for me, like, I, again, it's like we always say, if you if you want to see what's going on in the plane, you watch the pilot, you watch one of the flight attendants. I'm right, watching the right. nurses and I watch Didi. And Didi had this look on her face like that, just like kind of like, yo, this ain't good look. I ain't know what's going on. I ain't never experienced it before. My man came out, his, like his skin was grayish, bluish. And I'm like, yo, something ain't right. And I'm watching. I mean, of course, everything worked out well. But that at that moment, dude, I, I don't know what was going on. Like, life was gone from me. Like, I was just, like, stuck. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, no, I would have just gone ahead and passed out. Yeah, that, had, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There been two people in there not breathing. <laughs> you feel me? Had, you know what I'm you saying? You feel me? They'd have had the compressors on my chest, too. I couldn't <laughs> handle it, bro. I'm talking about everything was smooth and I was struggling. And so I'm already knowing. I'm hoping this time, you know, I'm a little you know um you know experience this time so oh, i'm no hoping oh, you know yeah, we when good. we get in there this time you know i'll be a little better but nah it was uh i was you know i never i never obviously experienced nothing like that and when you see you know your wife going through that kind of trauma if you will you see the baby it's like a million emotions going I'm off in your head at like the exact the same world, time man. Yeah, oh like man it nothing like it in nothing. the whole world and so uh, for real man i was uh 
I was struggling a little bit, but um, we made it happen. So, you know, I'm trying to mentally prepare myself. And then also, you know, we got conferences. We in Cleveland on June 5th. So I'm like, okay, I got to get in and out. So we really running up against it right now. But, um, you know, the moment, you know, I just think about for real, the moment he did come out and everything was straight, they took him over to the little table. And I was with Candace for a minute. And, you know, they had to do some stuff with her that I definitely was going to faint if I stayed over there. So I was like, let me go over to where Trey is. And he was on the little, um, he was on, they had him on the little table wiping him off and cleaning him up. Yeah. And he was just, you know, barely opening his eyes and stuff. And I went over there and I started talking to him. And you could tell he recognized my voice because he was looking at like where the nurse was. He was looking like to that side. And then I said something and he like whipped his head around and just mm. started staring at me. And it has literally been over since that day. Like since that uh -huh. day. I mean, that child, you know, has my heart like none other. So there's no experience like it. Uh, every parent, of course, listening to the podcast knows that experience. And, um, man, it's just crazy. So, no, we're looking forward to Avery coming. You know, we, we got a couple weeks, man. And, um, you know, everybody out there, just, you know, put your prayers up that, you know, all goes as easily as it did and that I stay on my feet. and they don't Stay have to, on your uh, feet, see? Admit me. Uh, Stand up, Carlos. <laughs> Stand up, Carlos. Hawk said, keep your head up. You keep your head, got to keep your head up. Yep. So, no, nah, man, we uh, we smooth, man. So let's jump into the podcast, man. Um, real quick, I do want to talk about, um, I know we have, you know, we haven't got our, our PTI around the horn on in a minute. Oh, I was trying um, to get mine on and you stunned it, so I stopped. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you good. Um, what happened was, I, I, the other night, I guess everybody was kind of shocked to see OKC take game one. Uh, well. And I was looking like, whoa, and then, okay, last night things uh, kind of came back see? to reality. See, my bad. Look who calling, Carl. Oh, oh, yeah, we who got was that? Les Brown calling me Les right Brown now. calling me right now. What do I do? Les, what it do? How you doing, my brother? Oh, I'm doing good. Hey, Les, I'm doing my podcast and had to stop in the middle of the podcast because I said it's Les Brown. Oh, that's well, thank you. I want to talk to you and get a chance. Finish your podcast. Give me a call back because I called. Well, first of all, let me just verify this. Someone told me that your wife was dealing with cancer. Is that real? Oh, no. Well, that's woo. You almost scared me, Les. Okay, that's why I called because I've been dealing with cancer for 20 years. Yeah, no, 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 no. Woo, not cancer. But I'll definitely call you as soon as the podcast. Everything good, though? You all right? Things are Extremely good. Just, I've, I've been talking about you, and, and you, and I know you've been talking about me all over. Oh, uh, no you know? doubt, baby. You the guru, baby. See, you the guru. So I, I want you to. I, I, we gotta talk because there's some things that what I'm gonna share with you is gonna blow your mind. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Trust me on this. Oh, one. let me tell you something. I wouldn't answer the phone. I don't answer the phone for my son in the middle of the podcast. But when Les Brown called. I got to stop what I'm doing. All right, my brother. I'll call you as soon as it's over, Les. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks, man. All right, see, my bad, see. Yeah, that's how you know when you're big time, you know what I mean? You're just in the middle of the podcast, Les just Brown call. bust out, right? You know what I'm saying? Y'all getting it live. I promise y'all getting it live and direct. Ain't nothing phony about what we got going on over here. Les call in the middle of the podcast. How's hey, he doing? Not the, right? the, hey, not that Les just call. See, this is what cats got to understand, man, see. And we'll get into it later, hopefully, but I know you want to talk about, you know, OKC and Golden State, but I just want to say for a minute, 
you know, dudes always call him, man, self-interest. You know, Les, Les didn't call me. He said, I heard your wife had cancer. You know, I'm calling to make sure everything is good. You know what I'm saying? You know, so that's what's big for me. Like, I try to explain to these people, like, we had a relationship, man. This ain't about, you, you know, sometimes when people call, you see, it's always about what they can get from you. They're not calling to check on you to see how you're doing to be a blessing to you. So I just want the young people to understand, like, when Les called, you didn't hear Les, you know, oh, no money tip. Les was like, yo, I heard, I heard, I heard your girl got cancer. What's going on? And I'm grateful to be able to tell him. That's not the answer. Then he said, I have something to tell you to blow your mind, like to help me in what I'm doing, not calling me for something. So I'm, I'm, I didn't want to interrupt. See, but like you said, this is a candid moment. And I just wanted to make sure our listeners who are entrepreneurs, you know, who are public speakers, that they understand that you have it has to be a mutual relationship. It can't be one of those situations where you take, 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 because then you're not going to have anything when you when you um, deplete, you know, the account. But you see less calling and pouring into me, you know, so that's important, man. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Shout out to Les Brown and shout out to uh, the fact that Diddy is uh, cancer free. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. yes. And, never, and never had cancer. Yeah. So if people Praise listening, God. I don't know if E, you made that super clear. But, of course, you know, she uh, is dealing, you know, fighting MS um, but does not have cancer, but you know, sometimes things get around, you know, it's like telephone, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you might've said she had MS and somebody left and was like, oh yeah, she got MS. And they told somebody else like, e wife got cancer. Right. So, you know, it, it, whatever it was, man, we appreciate him checking in on us real quick, man. So I did want to uh, address, just get your thoughts real quick on OKC, the Warriors, the series is tied at one, one, of course, you know, I stayed up for the first half last night. And uh, maybe a little bit into the third quarter. And then once I seen the score getting out of hand, I checked out. But um, it looked like we're going to have a series on our hands, fellas. Let me say this to you, see. Let me just say this. I don't know my man's name from Sport Nation. And you know E.T. don't really just be going off on folk, bruh. But my man from Sports Nation, you know, he made a comment yesterday. First of all, I think he used to be a football player. But first of all, see, there are no absolutes. We know that. And he said nobody wants to be an underdog, see. And I was like, yo, I wish C was in his living room with me right now. I wish Carl hmm. was in his living room with me right now. Like, he made a blanketed statement. First of all, you can't generalize, period. Like, if you've taken any college course, you know that it's not wise to say nobody wants to or everybody or all. We know that, right? Anytime you're taking a test and it say all, like, I ain't the smartest kid in the world, C, but I know if it say all, everybody, then that's probably not the right answer. And I was right, sitting I know there. somebody. You know what I'm saying? I was, see, I, I was heated, see, because I was like, yo, we, we love being an underdog. We love being on, on the underdog. You know, and we feel like the underdog's on top. You know, hate it or love it. You know what I'm saying? The underdog on top, you know, and I, I was thinking, like, what is he thinking? The, if I'm not mistaken, Golden State was the underdogs last year. Just because they went 73-9 and nine this year, they don't have nothing to do with last year. They were the underdogs. You know, nobody knew who Golden State was. And so, for real, man, I just shout out to all my underdogs out there. I took offense to it. You know, not, you know, I ain't heated like that, but I'm just like, yo, I like being an underdog. I, I, I like that position. I like for people to underestimate. And I totally understood, again, this don't have nothing to do with Spartan, dog. You know, I, I'm not rooting for, you know, Day-Day uh, 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 just because of Draymond Green, just because he is Spartan. I understood where he was coming from, see? Like, oh, okay. 
it's on now. You know, he was like, yo, it's fun now. It's a challenge now. You know, when you sweep somebody, see, even though on like you said it before, see, you wasn't about you don't you didn't like you know, like you like winning, but you was like you got more out of losing or more out of competition than you got oh, out absolutely. of just blowing somebody out. So I don't normally debate people. I, I don't normally, you know, try to, you know, be adversarial in nature. But I, I, I disagree with my man 100 percent. I love being an underdog. I don't never want to be on top. I love waking up chasing number one. Matter of fact, Carl, when you get a chance, play that piece real quick. Because I need the kids to understand why I ain't got no hate against, you know, the number one motivational speakers in the world. You just heard Les call me. We got a great relationship, but I'm still competitive in nature. And I just want them to hear what I said about it so that, you know, long before I agree with Draymond, I've been on the underdog tip, bro. Carl, do we have that? Yes, sir. Dropping it. You, you got to get this beast. I want to show you. Let me show you. You got to get this beast mode. You got to embody beast mode. Everything about you has to say, I ain't playing. If it's to have, I'm going to get it. And I ain't leaving none of it behind. It's mine. Beast mode. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so the gazelle is running and the lion is chasing. And the story says it doesn't make a difference if you were gazelle or a lion when the sun come up ah you better stop running now watch this this is what's deep although the lion is the king of the jungle and can devour a gazelle the gazelle ain't like yep i can't beat my man so let me just go in just let me lay down and let my man eat me if the lion is gonna eat with his bad self it still gotta grind and what y'all getting confused is y'all don't think they grind. <laughs> y'all think they got here chilling or y'all think they used to grind and when they got here, they stopped grinding. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I was grinding already. And then when I saw that Tony Robbins was only three speakers ahead of me. <laughs> Woo! You thought I was grinding at first. When I saw my man in the distance, I said I was a high school dropout. I was homeless. How I catch Tony? Tony, you better run. And you better run fast. Because your boy, E.T., I'm coming to get it. I'm coming to get it. I'm coming to get it. All right, cool. So we got you. No, I'm definitely feeling you. And you know, the thing is, like, underdog is a mentality. That's right. Regardless of, yeah. of, of, of what the, you know, Las Vegas say who's supposed to win, because I still feel like Steph plays with that underdog mentality. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so he was back to back MVP. You know, he going on, you know, hopefully back to back championships. But I still feel like he feels like that underdog, you know, because at one point in time, he was counted out. So even when you do make it to number one, still having that mentality of they don't believe. Like I remember, I remember them talking about Jordan and, you know, watching documentaries and, you know, hearing his teammates talk. And they would always say like, MJ would find like one Absolutely. little slight somebody Absolutely. made. You know what I mean? Like Utah might have been like, yeah, he's the greatest player to ever play. Um, we got to try to contain them. And they didn't even mean nothing by it. MJ was just like, contain? 
how dare be? You right, know what I'm saying? Right, like right, my man right, was right, pissed. Like, right. yo, like he would find the slightest edge. And for real, I feel like some people, you're not competitive in your arena. Like, yo, if you in real estate, if you in sales, if you in whatever, like that competitive fire, that underdog feeling of what they don't think I could out, they don't see, think I could be the top salesman or saleswoman in this company. Like, you have to have an edge. Like, we at no point, and I'm gonna be real. If you go on Google and type in best motivational speakers in the world, we probably show up number one on most lists. But at no time have we no ever time. been feeling ourselves. No at time. no time have we ever been like, oh, okay, this is great. Let's take a vacation. You know what I mean? Let's relax. We still feel like that underdog because we remember when we got that first check out of the vending machine. We remember school slamming the door in our face telling us that we weren't good enough to come in there and motivate and teach and inspire their kids. We remember that feeling. And so you got to hold on to that because sometimes you get huge and then you get you fall asleep at the wheel. We talked about it in the presentation. For those of you who've been out and heard me speak at the VIP, I talk about Blockbuster. Like, for real, how did you go from Blockbuster, right? We used to say make it a Blockbuster night. Your name was synonymous with movies. And now all of a sudden, it's Netflix and chill. Like, Blockbuster don't even exist. They bankrupt because they got caught chilling. They were not on their game. They did not master their craft. They did not honor thy craft. And so what happened was Netflix came along and saw a gap and wiped Blockbuster off the face of the earth. And so when so that's what happens when you play with the big dog mentality, because Blockbuster had more stores than anybody. Their name was synonymous with movies and they lost that underdog chip that they probably had at one point in time. They lost that chip on their shoulder and then they got caught sleeping. And so for those of you out there who are having a measure of success and you now you're starting to feel a little comfortable because you made a couple dollars. Trust me. And nothing is guaranteed for life. You have to keep working at that. That's why we constantly try to reinvent ourselves. I told somebody the other day, I said, if you look, we always have a new wave. Like, so the guru story came out. We didn't get comfortable with that because people were saying it was the greatest speech ever in the history of the world. We had, what's your why? Greatness is upon you. Average skill, phenomenal will. Um, uh, uh, help me out, Carl. We had a million campaigns that went along with. Nothing funny. Yeah. Nothing funny. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, uh, you owe you a million different campaigns since then. Right. That we've been on and trying to push that envelope. We never got comfortable after we said, okay, what's your why is a classic. Greatness is upon you is a classic. Nothing funny is a classic. You owe you was a no. We just constantly keep pushing because we have that underdog feeling. And the minute you lose that to me, when you start, and that's why I say LeBron got a chance this time, because for the first time in LeBron's career, he got a he got a healthy yeah. squad, everybody yeah. good, and they still saying he don't have a shot. You know, everybody mm-hmm. saying the Warriors is winning, and I'm saying, okay, LeBron, I want to see what you do in this role, because every other time when he was with the Heat and doing his thing, everybody was like, oh, it's LeBron, 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 and he was the favorite. So now I'm I'm excited to see how he reacts in that underdog role where people saying, okay, Steph the one. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like a battle of underdogs now. Like, can Steph keep that chip and, and on his shoulder from, you know, not being drafted where he thought he should or, you know, the scouting reports being wrong about him? Or can LeBron now say, hey, I'm the king of this league and everybody's sleeping on me? Come on. We talked about it last week. LeBron did not get one single solitary MVP vote. It was unanimous for the first time in history. That got to put a chip on my man's shoulder. Like, he got to be ready to go to that next level because of that. You know what I'm saying? So, so we'll hey, see. Hey, what did I tell you this morning about the gym, if you remember? Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, and, and you know, I'm geeked up because 
normally I ask Carl stuff and Carl don't be oh, like, no doubt. Carl be like, uh, I try to remember what he said. <laughs> but no, Carl was just like, yo, I'm the smallest one in the gym. You know what I'm saying? So I feel good because I'm at the bottom, you know, and so it ain't nowhere but up from here. So when I come in here and look at these other dudes and look at these young ladies and look what they are in terms of their physique, you know, it inspires me. So I'm not coming in here feeling, you know, inferior. I'm not feeling intimidated. I'm feeling like, look, all this room for growth. So, I, I'm talking about I love the environment. I said it this morning. See, I love going to the gym. I walk in there and I'm talking about, it's, I mean, you know, it. This is, and this is not Planet Fitness Gym. Like I switched to Planet Fitness, boy, and I'm going to a gym where there's dudes that's training for, you know, competitions, that kind of stuff. Like it's ladies Ooh. in there that's doing competition. Now, I'm not trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, no again, doubt. be more serious with my health this year. But I walk yeah. in there and I'm looking. No exaggeration. I, I was doing... A shoulder exercise yesterday, this this young lady next to me was doing a similar, let me not say that. She probably was older than me. I ain't even going to lie. I'm going to put myself out. But, yo, she was doing probably about 15 more pounds than me with the same exercise, bro. And for me, it Barbara wasn't even. Walters. Oh, I'm t- <laughs> it, it wasn't. Straight outlifting curl. <laughs> hey, it wasn't like, I ain't, I ain't feel, I promise you, I felt no way about it in the least. I'm like, yo. This hmm. is the best position to be in because I'm doing the exact same thing they're doing. And if I keep doing it, I can see the results I'm going to have. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, like I said, no, no weightlifter or nothing like that. But I'm saying I know where my results are going to be if I just keep doing this. I'm in that environment where there's no choice but to produce this. So you think about, like you're saying, LeBron, Steph, like y'all in the environment where the competition is. I'm just saying, bar none, this is the best, you know, the best of the best playing. You keep hmm, that yeah. underdog mentality, and I'm telling you, that's the edge that will push you over the top. Yeah, yeah, and I wanted to say this too, see, for people who are listening to the podcast, because you're thinking, okay, you know, it's a mentality, C says. So what we do is that, yeah, we might say, you know, it might be six out of seven or six out of eight websites that say, you know, ET is one of the top motivational speakers in the world. But for us, we're not looking at that and clapping our hands. We like, yo, we only one in one category. You know how many other categories there are, you know, to compare ourselves with the other greats that are out there? You know, so we're we not, we not saying we made it because in one category, that's just the internet. You know what I'm saying? So we're not about to sit here and be all, you know, excited like we made it to the destination. But what we can do is look at the journey and say, yo, we weren't even on the internet you know, uh, six, seven years ago, didn't nobody even know who ETA, CJ, Carl, nobody even knew who we were. So now we on the radar. And now that we not on the, only on the radar, you like our name come up, when it, we're synonymous with motivation right now. But we, we not walking around here like we made it. And some of you, just because you made it in one area, just because you're dominant in one, one area, just because you're in a space in one area, now all of a sudden you didn't claim yourself to be the best of the best of the best. No, you may have been successful or dominant in one particular area. Now go find two or three more that you can dominate and you can get in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt, man. I'm, I'm feeling y'all. I'm definitely feeling y'all. And I think, you know, people around um you know the the vip sessions when we had it shout out yep. to everybody in yep. phoenix yeah. Uh, yeah. we had an amazing conference in phoenix we had two vip sessions the general session the energy was just crazy man like for real everybody there just in a great mood you know it was it was a it was definitely definitely a wonderful time but we talked about that exact thing and you know really just honing in on your craft and trying to master every area of your craft and i think that is 
of course, for those of you who come who've come out to the conference or those of you in Breathe University, you know, that's the one thing we've been harping on is is really trying to take yourself to the next level in whatever it is you do. I always say, like, you know, entrepreneurs call me, you know, my clients, everybody, and I say, yo, if you have you know, all the skills that you need, that you've acquired for your particular position. If you have the work ethic, the gap is the information and you have got to get the information from other people who've done it, from people who've been successful in the industry and you find out what was their recipe for success. You mix that in with their own recipe and then you take over and dominate because I always look like, man, what's the difference? You know what I mean? Like, like, do you, do y'all ever think about that? Like, you might know somebody who could sing really good, you know, and they might be, you know, like going to local clubs and singing and doing their thing. And they got just as much talent as the person who is selling millions of records, but yet they never make it. Like, I think that's the most frustrating thing for people is like, why am I not making it to that next level? Right. I'm, I'm just as good as them. And so when I looked at E, I was like, yo, E is the best in the world. And sometimes, like I said, you guys listen to the podcast now. You've seen a million videos. You've seen them on TV. You've seen them on, you know, the Internet, whatever. And it looks like, oh, OK, E just kind of been there. But there was a point when we were where where we were, where a lot of you are at in that we were just sitting there with it with a, with a gift. And we just didn't have the information and the know-how to get to that next level at that time. And so we had to work it out and work through it. And some of you are trying to work through it by yourselves, right? You don't have anybody else looking at you, evaluating you, helping you get to the next level. And that's why you're stuck because you don't have that information. It was the information that took us to the next level. It was mastering our craft and finding those gaps. I told him in the session in Phoenix, I said, yo, we looked at the gaps and said, Okay, every other motivational speaker is giving out two, three minute clips of inspiration and then you got to go to the website and order the DVD. The DVD take, you know, two months to get to your house. By that time, you might not even need the inspiration anymore. anymore. So what we did was we found the gaps, but we had to place ourselves in position. So what do we do? TGIM every single week. And trust me, 40 views, 30 views, 20 views, 100 views, 200 views. We built it organically, but we got some information that said, Oh, okay. People are looking for inspiration and motivation on a more consistent basis than they're able to get it right now. And so once we applied that information, we were able to go to a whole nother level. And some of you, you're just some information and some knowledge away from going to that next level. And that is why it's important for real. And you call it a shameless plug, whatever. But the people in Breathe University who are investing in themselves, Trust me, they have a network now of people who are helping them to go to the next level. They are on the calls on a regular basis. They're watching the video modules and the training things that we have going on and the guest experts that we're bringing on the line who are helping them to get that information to go to the next level. Some of you still trying to do it on your own. You still the cook, you still the janitor, you still reviewing, you still editing everything and you're wondering why you're not going to that next level because you don't know how to self-assess and you don't have the proper information and for real, that is the game. Yeah, yeah hey, see, I was gonna say real quick. I mean, she took it there, but uh, Vicky, Vicky's one of our BU members. We met her in Toronto on our conference last year. She told me she had been starting a book for, I mean, I don't know how long, a couple years. She's been starting this book literally from then until now. The book is finished, and she said that she's like, "Yo, the accountability that y'all gave me, literally." I'd email her personally, like back and forth. I'm talking about every single week, like the top of the week, and we'd follow up a little bit. And she got that book done. She's now literally like doing book signings and speaking. 
and literally in less than a year after joining Breathe University. So I'm talking about the accountability is so real, man. It's real. Yeah, and, and Pierre sent me his final draft for his Ooh, book. Oh, I saw the book this cover. Morning. Yep, I saw right. the book cover. Yep. We got the cover. I mean, th that is the, the, the key, is the accountability. And trust me, okay, don't, whatever. Go find another accountability group. I, if you think I'm trying to push BU, I am trying to push BU because I believe in it. But I'm saying you need to find somebody or something in your circle that can help hold you accountable so that you can start getting the information you need because you should be a millionaire. You should be building a huge company. You should be taking your brand to the next level, but you don't have the information. And so you constantly keep ramming your head into a glass ceiling because you have not sought out the information. You have not sought out the accountability partner. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting different results. You've never invested in yourself. You've never spent $5 to get some personal development and you're wondering why you can't go to the next level. We went to the next level when we started investing in ourselves. I told y'all this. E was sending us to conferences. We were traveling, spending our own money. We had every book you can imagine. We were reading the books together. We all would take a chapter, come back to the whiteboard, break down what we learned. You know, we had accountability partners. We had everything. And that was what took us to the next level. Like E would come in with a new book every week. Like everybody read this book. He would buy one for all of us and say, yo, you read this chapter, you read this chapter, you read this chapter, and we would discuss it and we would break down. And as we got better, as we personally got we, better, the yeah. company got better. Yeah, and so, E, maybe you could speak to the importance of the personal development side, because for real, just, you know, getting inspired and, and, and the stuff we kind of do, it's not enough. You have to have the information as well. Yeah, see, I, you know, again, I'm, I, I'm a student of the game, and a lot of people watch basketball and you know, they watch sports or whatever, you know, from a novice standpoint. But I, I, look, man, I go deep. And I was a little, little troubled yesterday by the fact that when the game was over, and I get it, you know, you can only do so much. But see, they, they, were, they were interviewing uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Curry, see? Curry didn't even get hot, see, into the third quarter. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, my man, I ain't trying to be funny. That's my guy. But he was pretty cold the first half. Like, he was pretty much, like, I didn't even see him. He didn't score until, like, almost the last few minutes of the first quarter. And then he didn't do anything. You know, pretty much the Splash Brothers didn't do anything that first quarter. See, so what happened? They got a deep bench, bruh. They got a deep bench. You know, they got their center. What's his name called? Maurice Spates. Spates. They got uh, Livingston. They had Eagle Dollar. They had yeah. um, Draymond hit a couple threes. Made some Bestest. real good dis uh, decisions. Man, let me tell y'all something, man. They bench, y'all. And so what happens with these Breathe You students was blowing their mind. And as soon as you become a part of Breathe You, you were a thousand deep. You just added a thousand. Your bench just hit a thousand, see? You got a right, thousand right. people on your bench. That's not me and you and Carl. That's not, you know, the professionals we bring in. That You talking about just Breathe You. You just connected with a thousand people. Your bitch just got deep, see? You know what I'm saying? And so for me, it you are only as deep as your network. You're only as deep as the people you hang around. So what's blowing my mind about professional development, and I'm just being real, see, this ain't no same shameless plug. Like, you know, like I said, I, I don't even make no money off of Breathe You, bro. Let, let me tell you what blew my mind. They now starting to meet in their own regions. Right. Mm -hmm. I right. saw the other day mm -hmm. where everybody in the DMV, they're having their own oh. mastermind without us. They're coming together in a, in a public space. 
They're bringing their greatnesses upon you book. Their average skill, phenomenal will books. Their paraphernalia. They coming together. They wearing the shirts. They wearing the hats. Like they coming together on their own without us. And they have created a body of knowledge without us. And they're networking. All of the uh, real estate people are coming together, you know, and, and creating, you know, uh, uh, the auto box, you know, um, um, all of the, you know, speakers are coming together and, and helping each other. They are talking about their books and challenge each other to write books like the health. They all have their own groups in terms of health with their own names and they coming after each other. So, man, look. I would not. I'm sitting here while we're doing the podcast, doing my abs. I promise y'all I would rather eat cookies and ice cream. I promise y'all I'm not the dude that want to take his shirt off and uh, go on the beach. I'd rather have a, 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 a burger and some fries with an egg on top of my burger. <laughs> like, I'm just not into it. But when C made the commitment, you know, to lose weight for his family, I can't let C do it and I'm not doing it. When Carl and Ken hitting the gym, you know, when Tay working out the T25, Lashana up at five o'clock, I break a dawn working out doing two a days. You know, when Chuck and my mom are walking, you know, like, bruh, then I'm on the, uh, my accountability group. They putting up their stuff. Uh, man, look, it's too many people doing it in my circle for me to lag behind. So I don't like to work out. I'm not into that. I don't care if I weigh 230 or 290. Like, for real, I don't care. I'm not that dude that has to have a six pack. I, I care more about my spiritual walk. I care more about academics. I care about more my marriage. I care more about my finances. Like I'm not really the six pack dude, but when everybody around you are getting the six packs, when everybody else around you are taking their health serious and taking it to the next level, see, you can't help when you are around eagles, but to be an eagle. You can't help but to fly when everybody around you flying. So, look, if you don't do it with Breathe You, I'm sure it's some, I don't know who else, but we're not saying do it with us. We, we, I mean, we believe we have something powerful, but we're saying do something, in man. Yourself. Invest in yourself. Uh, period. Carl, how, mu how much do we pay for you to go take a, a Facebook course? <laughs> the, as we, we paid about a thousand dollars, right? A thousand dollars was the Facebook course, yep. Yeah, we just paid a thousand dollars just for Carl to learn how to do Facebook better. Like, come on, y'all. I'm not trying, like, for real. I'm not the, I'm not a hypocrite. Like, we still investing in ourselves. I don't want, and, and matter of fact, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I think we spent tens of thousands of dollars just to upgrade our software for Breathe right. University, yeah, did right. we not? Yeah, yeah absolutely. We probably, spent, we probably spent more than we ever even made. We invest back into ourselves on upgrading our platform so that Breathe You is able to run smoother, so that we're able to you know, accommodate more people. We spent in the tens of thousands of dollars. And we didn't have to do that. Investment. And, mm. and we gave somebody a part of our company to make sure that it goes to the next level. Make to make sure it goes to the next level. So for those of you out there, cool. I'm not mad. You get the podcast free. You get the you know some of the videos free. But there's a lot of information out there, and you are missing it, and you're not filling in those gaps like you should be. And it would take you to the next level. There's people that are doing it big as a result of getting this information on a regular basis. So I don't want to belabor it, uh, be the dead horse. But y'all check us out at breatheuniversity.com. Uh, this next uh, Ask ET segment, of course, is sponsored by BreatheUniversity.com. Go check us out. Packages started as low as 19.99, 
right? That's, I told you, Chipotle burrito and some guac. You can get into Breathe University. Oh, you, just start at the my you just yeah, lost yeah, my You just lost me. Get some chips too with that C and a drink. You get some chips, right? Yeah, you get yeah, chips you get a and, and, and a, a little soda. Too. Don't rob me with my chips. Right, but what I'm saying is we, we literally installed that package so that you could get your feet wet into the system. And then we've had people who started at that level now who are well up to, you know, the top level right now and they're joining us on Without the my blessings. getting all the information. Without and, my um, blessings. I didn't want to do the 1999 boy. Hey, yeah, and it's, no, on we, top of that, see, it's no commitment. Like, you do 19, I promise you, if it ain't for you, it ain't for you. I mean, we yeah, know no, it is, yeah, but 19, y'all, yeah. uh, no yeah, commitment. Yeah, we don't have a six-month, you know, clause where you sign up. It is what it is. We believe in the information that much, and what we're here to do is help take you to that next level. Unfortunately, it does cost for us to run and maintain the system, doggone it, or we would probably be giving that out for free. But 1999, join us at breatheuniversity.com. All right, let's hop into the Ask ET segment. Since we, um, we, we did talk about Breathe University already, man. I got a ton of questions here, um, and let's just start with one of these right here. Uh, let's see. Landon in Virginia wants to know, "Hey guys, love you guys on Snapchat. Uh, what is in the gazelle juice?" Hey, hey, that's a secret. That's Rondell juice. If we tell you, I had to kill you. Yeah, no. Uh, shout out to everybody watching on Snapchat. The Snapchat is Dr. Eric Thomas. And uh, the gazelle juice has been a hotly uh, contested item. Uh, we get emails all the time for the gazelle juice. It's uh, it's gazelle blood, if you will, uh, for lions only. But unfortunately, well, we cannot tell you what's in that. We cannot tell you what's in that right well, you'll now. You'll be a gazelle. But, oh, yeah. But hey, right, right, right. But at the appointed time, uh, we'll try to make that available for you. Uh, Lauren in Madison, Wisconsin says, guys, what's the worst decision you ever made as a teen? Hmm. hmm. Wow. Run away from home. I think I know ease. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Run away from home and dropping out of high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you, Carl. I'm thinking, man. Um, what a I know mine off the what rip. A I know mine. You know what I'm saying, though? What a blessing to be able to think about yeah, it. I'm thinking, y'all. Shoot, no, mine had... is just forever my reality. Yeah, no doubt. Running away from home, yeah, and living in abandoned buildings is probably, if it's anything worse than that, I don't want to know. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if it's anything worse than that, for me, and Carl, maybe you think about yours as, as you go along. For me, man, it's, it's very easy. Um, I turned 16 and my dad bought me a car and it was sweet. It was a Beretta. You know, we a Chevy family, but back in the day, Chevy made a car called a, a Beretta. And I promise y'all, it had the CD player in it. It had a little spoiler, had Boss. a sunroof, it was blue. Boss. I'm talking about it was clean, right? And I turned 16, uh, my birthday is November 7th. I had turned 16, and it was probably about three weeks after I got, maybe two weeks after I got the car. And we, I had a 12 o'clock curfew. And not that my parents was, you know, really on the 12 o'clock, but it was a citywide curfew. If you were 16, you had to be in the house by 12 or you could go to jail. So I'm 16, right? And I'm like, shoot. Me and my boy Kevin, we riding around, and it got a little late. It was about 10 o'clock, but we still, you know, we were trying to catch up with some girls and, you know, hang out or whatever. So I was like, shoot, man, we got to be back by midnight. So my boy Kev was like, yo, your aunt stay around the corner. You know, she, my aunt's a little younger. You know, everybody got that one cool aunt, you know, who just, you know, kind of a little bit more lax with the rules. He was like, call her and see if we could stay the night over there. Call your parents, tell them we staying at your aunt's house. So I was like, all right, bet. 
So I called my mom and dad and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna stay, you know, with Aunt Sue. They were like, all right, no problem. Make sure you in by 12. So I'm like, all right, cool. So the girls happened to live around the corner from them, from my Aunt Sue. So I was like, all right, bet. So we went and picked them up, came back to the house, just hanging out, watching movies, chilling till about 1.30, right? And I'm like, okay, we're just gonna shoot them right around the corner. It's not that big a deal. But mind you, I'm not supposed to be driving past 12. So lo and behold, boom, we come out on Kezu. Y'all know where the quality dairy is on uh, Kalamazoo right there. So it was snowing a little bit. And, and mind you, I'm 16. I just started driving, you know, like full time a couple weeks ago. So it's like that little hill, you know, coming from, you know, like if you're coming from campus, it's that hill going down on Kalamazoo. And we had, you know, it was me, Kevin in the front seat and the girls were in the back seat. And I was just, I mean, literally like five, six streets away. Um, I was going down the hill, man, and hit a patch of black ice and could not stop at the light. The car just kept on rolling straight through the light and we got T-boned. I'm talking about hard. This lady, older lady, boom, smashed into the side of the car. We spun out into a ditch and, uh, man, I promise you, I, I literally, I was like, go on and take me. I hope I'm dead. Like, I remember thinking in my head, like, yo, I hope I'm dead because I'm going to die when my dad get here. So the lady ran out from Quality Dairy and was like, don't worry, I called the police already. And I was like, hold on, first of all, who asked you to do that? I'm like, maybe <laughs> we can resolve this without, without the police. And so the police came up, you know, I called my dad, my dad came up there. My dad didn't say a word. Now, mind you, this was my car. I was like one of the first one of my friends to have a car and boom, we smashed the car. The girl's mom came and picked them up from Quality Dairy, drove them a couple of streets home. And my dad didn't say a word to me. y'all. He came out there and was standing while the tow truck and all that was coming. Didn't say a word to me. We got in the van. We went back to the house. He didn't say nothing to me till the next day. And um, yeah, needless to say, I wasn't driving for a little while. Just for a while. And uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen the, the young lady since. I, they, they were like, nope, we don't want nothing to do with that. So literally, I thought I was about to die, but that was definitely the worst decision I made as a teen. Uh, you know, I was a pretty you know decent kid. I never really got in a whole bunch of trouble. But shout out to my boy K4, who uh, yeah led me down the wrong path that night. And you know, sometimes 16, man, your hormones take over and you make bad decisions. So that was definitely my worst decision as a team. Yeah, I'm still struggling. See, I got a couple. I got an accident in there, one that deep. Um, the Barbados but, left? <laughs> no, that, <laughs> not we that the team when we did right. that. Not that okay. one. This was a right. Uh, this is right. This was the Barbados was right. right. Yeah, no, yeah. Mom, um, <laughs> so I'll get that one. And then another one that to me is, is simple but serious. So my accident was, again, just that. My mom, I was going, I don't remember where I was going, but of course my mom was like, yo, go there, come right back. Of course I went there and then I stopped by Tamisha's house to just, of course I just had to drop some off real quick. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I'm heading back home literally. And I, there's this corner where they were doing construction and they mm -hmm. had like some stuff in the road. So I'm coming around the corner and the stuff is, it's, it's like probably 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I swerved and the car just spun out. And it was a new car that my parents had. I don't remember how long they had it. But it was a new car that I had, and I totaled that car, man. I'm telling, I just felt terrible. I felt terrible. Wow. And the weird wow. part was, my mom had that look, like that look when I was leaving, like yo, like seriously, come straight back home. And she stood. I remember like driving away from the house and watching her stand at the window with just this look, like yo, like something was on her, like yo, you need to come straight home. Of course, you know, whatever. So that was one, and it, that hurt bad, man. They had just paid for that car, and I totaled that sucker. <laughs> Um, and then the second one, like I said, is simple, 
But to me, I think that just in terms of decisions, man, I didn't take stuff serious enough. Like the exposure that I had as a kid, like, see, I grew up, you know, pretty, pretty decent. Both parents at home, both parents were teachers, you know, working, mm -hmm. exposed to a lot of stuff, music, exposed to sports. And I was the kid that was pretty decent at everything. You know what I'm saying? I'd get good, good, decent grades, B's, C's, some A's, you know, um, decent at sports, decent at music. Like I played a couple different instruments. But I think the decision for me not to take this stuff seriously when I was younger has affected me now. Like, I got to play catch-up. I mean, probably any adult probably would say that. You know what I'm saying? But of course. I think for me, that's one of the worst things, man. Because, again, if you take these things seriously as a kid, like, you, how many child-like celebrities we have that just did one thing phenomenally? You know what I'm saying? Like, I was playing yeah, music sure. literally from, I don't know, like, seven, eight years old. They had us in piano lessons. Then I got a sax. Then I started playing the bass. So, like, that kind of stuff, man. Carl um, can literally do everything. Hey, like but not, everything. Hey, not everything good though. I, I can handle it. Yeah, well, there, we find yeah, one. Man. We found one thing that you can finally stick with. But when I oh, met Carl, sure. I mean, like, Carl was that dude in the church. Everybody like, oh man, I just had a a, a, a head gasket blow. Carl be like, give me a second. Let me check. Let me take a look. Carl ain't never seen a head gasket in his life. You give him thirty minutes, he'll have it up and running. Figure it out. But that's yeah. So no doubt, Carl. I still do that to Carl. Like stuff that don't have nothing to do with media tech, nothing. I will call Carl like, hey, uh, I was trying to program this TV. Carl be like, I got you. Give me a second. I'm so, just for hurt sure. though that you didn't do a driving history record. See. When we hired. Him. <laughs> you said do what? We didn't do, uh, like we didn't know about these car crashes that he had. Oh no, we <laughs> definitely didn't know because I definitely wouldn't have had Carl. It all driving. makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, you know I, I think I mentioned it before, but yeah, Carl, me and Carl were in the uh, drive, and it was a two-lane street. And Carl was in the right lane and tried to turn it into the drive. I think we were going to Chipotle, I it, think. It was Chipotle, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and Carl made a left, and the car was coming up uh, on the other side, and bam, smashed us in East Suburban. And uh, the dude didn't have no insurance. I don't know if he had warrants yeah, or something what. Something was up. My but man my man like, jumped good. out the car and was like, y'all all right? I'm all right. Y'all all right? I'm all right. And my man took off. So, you know, luckily we didn't have any claims or anything, but... Yeah, we uh we took that we took that hit pretty strong. Hey, Carl, he was yeah, just I in wish my you would have told. Spot, but he was just but in I think it's a difference Barbados, though. Cause we, okay. we always call it a Barbados left, but Carl, you grew up in Barbados. They don't have like freeways and stuff, so you yeah, were not nah, used to not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a single lane kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah, developed so no, like we got one major highway now that runs through the entire island, pretty much. I mean, a couple like you know like come off of it, but there's like one, and they extended it to like two lanes. But when I was growing up, yeah, no, everything was pretty much one lane. Again, lesson: do a driving history <laughs> on right. your staff, your employees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do we do one on Rondell? Because Rondell's the driver now. Ah, uh, we need to. Oh. We need yeah. uh, young black, black who makes the gazelle juice. Black we need is, for uh, speed. Oh, I'm talking about fast and furious every time you get in the car. Seven. Yeah, but he's but black is always calm though. You know that's crazy. Like the car is going like a thousand, but black just be sitting there oh, looking regular. Shit. I'm like, what? it's the gazelle juice. <laughs> yeah, the gazelle juice for sure. Got got you with the lead foot. Um, Janice in Utah says, uh, "Hey guys, love the podcast. Et, you're about to be an empty nester. Are you ready?" Ooh, I'm talking about more than you'll ever know. <laughs> they're trying to get rid of Jada early, see? More than you ever yeah, know. Yeah, I know. I heard. I heard Jada out of there like in a couple weeks. Absolutely. There's an internship and they um, house the kids, so she's going to be housed. <laughs> mm, housed. You're yeah. super raw. Yeah, and then she's going to stay there until it's time for her to go to college. So 
You'll move <laughs> from there to college. But you know what's crazy, college. though, man? Everybody say that, and then I feel like about three, four months in, you're going to be missing them little jokers. Oh, okay. And I never said I wasn't going to miss them, but I'm not going to tell you I'm going to be missing them to the point that I want them to come home. <laughs> right. yeah, not, not, not to that extent. Right. That's two different things, That's right? two different things, bro. Uh, Travis in Milwaukee said, this question is for CJ and Carl. How has life on the road changed while traveling with E.T.? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, it's changed. It's changed a lot. Oh, I'm talking about uh, everything. Hey, better flight accommodations, Ooh, better hotel accommodations. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, we ain't sitting in the bathroom anymore on the uh, Southwest. Last thing smoking with sixty-two connections. <laughs> um, you know, but you know what? I think the the craziest thing uh, for me and Carl, you could speak to yours, but the craziest thing is just how people react to E now. Like it was funny, like, and it happens all the time now. But the other day we were in Phoenix, and I, Carl, I think you were already down in the room, but E and I were coming down with Kendall uh, down the elevator, and like we were in, you know, obviously in the venue. So you know, we don't do a whole lot of like E comes in through the back tunnel, like pops up through the floor. We just walk through the hotel regular, and um, so this guy. We were getting off the elevator, and this guy was rounding the corner to go into the conference, and he turned around, and he was just standing, like, right in my man's face. He was obviously there to see E, and he was standing right in my man's face, and my man turned around and was like, he was like, oh, my God. He's like, man, I'm not going to lie, bro. I have no words. He was like, I have no words. And he was, then finally he calmed down. He was like, no, 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 it's all good, man. How you doing? I'm Eric Thomas, da, 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 da. And my man was like, you know what's crazy? You know, my whole life I've been dreaming to meet you and I had so much to say and I literally cannot think of one word to say right now. Mm. So I was just bugging out, man. But I think for me is how people react to E, you know, and you could just see the genuine love that they have for him and you, you can tell that he's done something in their life. Like, I've seen people act, react to other celebrities and just like, yo, let me get a pic right quick. And, you know, they're like excited because they might enjoy their music or their talents or whatever. But I think when people meet E, there's like a genuine gratitude that they have and they want to, you know, they don't even know how to express the gratitude, you know, like, like the things that maybe they've gotten over. People have said, yo, I was going, you know, and battling cancer or, you know, my marriage or, you know, just whatever. And, you know, what he's done for them and what he's been able to help them produce in their lives is just crazy to see the reaction that people have and the sincere gratitude. So for me, I would say besides the the way in which we travel, you know, the, the, the craziest part about being on the road now is just watching people, you know, have that admiration and respect for E. So I think for me, I think two things. People need to understand, number one, that E's routine doesn't change. And that's deep to me. Like E still get up at three o'clock in the morning, you know, no matter where we are or what's going on. That's one. Like, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what time's on, whatever. Like he still get up at that time and go do his thing. But the second one for me is that people need to understand, man, it's, when I say we're grinding, that's the part. Cause I, at first when I started traveling too, see, I thought it was be, you know, it would be chill. We went to Bermuda and we did like, a, I talk about like three schools a day. And then we did a week of prayer at night. So you're talking about like grinding now and we have juvenile detention and, and the juvenile detention center. So I, I'm saying people don't know, you know, people just hear we went to a corporate place or something like that. But I'm saying every city we go to, man, we at high schools, 
we had juvenile detention centers. That's not on the, you know, it ain't no paid gig, it ain't on no schedule. He just like, yo, let's just go do something. Let's just go up to a school. What's the closest school? Like, you know, what can we do? So we just stay in that constant, you know, like just grind and not just grinding to grind, but grinding to give, you know what I'm saying? Like always just looking to pour into people, man, from middle schools to high schools to whatever. So I think that for me is just huge to see that. Cause I'm saying like when we first started, I'm thinking that we're going to be chill. You know what I'm saying? We get away from the crib a little bit, especially if we go to an island, right. we go to Bermuda, like shoot, we about to hit the beach. Yeah, we did, but it was like at 3.30 in the morning when he wanted to meditate. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. That. Hey, but, right, exactly. You know what was funny? Because Carl, obviously, you know, was traveling with us from the beginning, but uh, we Ken came with us to Australia one year, and Ken thought it was going to be, you know, we got, because it was funny, because he was like, give me the schedule. And I'm like, well, he only speaking five times, you know, in like five <laughs> different cities. So he was like, okay, bet. So I thought, I think Ken thought he was about to have Chill. a little paidcation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was so funny, man, because we were just rip running. And you know how we do, you know, we up, we going at it. It might be the middle of the night. And he like, yo, I want to go outside. Let's walk. Let's do this. Let's do that. So we would go knock on Ken's door. Like, yo, we out. And Ken, the look on Ken's face every <laughs> single time we told him we was about to go do something else. Ken's glasses was like halfway off his face. Ken, yeah, it took I'm two talking days about, to get up, though. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I'm talking about day. struggle. <laughs> that was yeah, the third so, day. Nah, yeah, it, it's definitely a grind when you're on the road with us, man. People are always like, oh, man, I want to go on the road with y'all. I'm like, I'm not sure you can hang because this is muscle memory at its finest. Hey, let me so, put a plug in. They don't even think about me, y'all. I got to put this out there. I got like 16 cameras and the mics that he just finished oh, speaking yeah, and dropped nah, the mic and yeah. left it somewhere. And these jokers oh, yeah, jump in the sure. car, head into the airport or head into the next <laughs> detention center. And I'm in there scratching. While people, of course, still trying to talk. Hey, Carl, love the last podcast. And I'm like, I love you too, but I can't talk right now. Them <laughs> right, jokers right, in the car about to leave me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Carl, the, uh, we never said there wasn't some downside to be in the hands <laughs> of the bunch. You know what I'm saying? Doubt. I'm the brains. I need my hands to be freed up to think. You know what I'm saying? He's the mouth. He just got to talk. So, yeah, that, that's part of being the hands, bro. We, we apologize for that. Um, let's end this one on a, a, a more um, serious note. Ron and Lakeland said, E.T., man, love you. Been following your grind for years. I'm still having a hard time managing my 24 hours. What do you suggest I do in terms of mastering my 24? Man, get a routine, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like... For real, assess your 24. You know, what do you have to do? Prioritize it. You know, write all that stuff down. Look at it. Study it. Analyze it. You know, take it serious. It's your life because you you will only accomplish what you're able to do in that 24 hours. It, it doesn't mean working every single second. Sleep is a part of the grind because what sleep does is it refreshes the body and it gives you an opportunity. It's like a battery. Who runs their battery dead? You know, you got to keep recharging that battery, you know, and then think about your why. Like, if I get this done, who's blessed as a result of it? You know, whose lives will be touched and changed forever, you know, as a result of it. So, um, yeah, without question, man, get you a routine. Get you a routine, you know, and, and a routine, not just for routine's sake, but a routine that will allow you to take your game to that next level. You know what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. I love it, man. Before we get into E.T.'s nugget of the day, um, I do want to encourage you guys, if you could go to iTunes for us, man, write that review. 
I think we creeping back up the list. A lot of y'all went and did that. I think at the present time, we might have right close to 400 reviews. So if you could go to iTunes, man, and be so kind as to leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the podcast, man. We're going to keep rocking this thing for y'all, and y'all could do us a big favor. Right now, we definitely the underdog in the podcast arena. You know what I mean? I'm going to just be all the way real with y'all. We, we are not in the top 10, which, you know, I ain't going to lie, hurts a little bit. Um, but you guys leaving those reviews and, and letting iTunes know that this is the best podcast on there would truly help out. Uh, I'm actually looking at the list right now, and we are at number 14, y'all. We at number 14 with 395 reviews. So listen, man, I Let's see the people ahead today. of us. Yeah, I thought we had yeah, like 5,000 people ahead of us got 1,184, 1,600 some, uh, 838, 1,844, 995. So we need y'all help, man. Go to iTunes and leave us that review. If you don't think we belong at number 14, then do it's on you to do something about it. So go yeah, leave us sure. that review, man. Leave us that. We yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely appreciate that, man. We go through and read those things because we want to be better for you guys. And we want to make sure we go to that next level. And we want to take you guys with us. So you are a part of this, man. We're only 22 weeks in. We've only been doing this for a few months. The feedback has been phenomenal, incredible. Uh, we love you guys. The last housekeeping note, July 23rd and 24th is the boot camp. I believe the information is going to go up on the website tomorrow. Uh, we're just finalizing Gotta some of those there, details, man. but you guys can come Gotta to the boot there. camp, Gotta spend two days, two days with Carl, E and I. We're going all the way in. It's going to be a great time. You know, you get your hotel and your flight. We're going to take care of your food. We're going to show you, um, you know, how this whole operation runs and show you how to take your operation and, you know, more importantly, your personal life to that next level, hey, man. See, we're bringing in some special guests. Yeah, I'm, yes, bringing sir. In the, I'm bringing in the individuals first that got me at Michigan State, you know? So they gonna tell, they, they gonna walk them through why they even chose me. It's a lot of dudes with talent, a lot of young ladies with talent, but they don't know how to get opportunities. They don't know how to leverage them. The people who brought me to Michigan State, they're gonna explain what it takes, you know, to be able to get somebody like themselves who are speakers, you know, to come, you know, to a major university and be able to add value. And then corporate, the person who, open up the door for corporate is going to also speak to them and tell them why they selected me and what t what uh, skills they'll need, you know, um, to get them into corporate. So it's just not me, you, you know, and Carl, but it's the people that open up the, the that were the gateway for us to getting where we are. So you're going to hear from them as well. And then we're bringing in some man. I'm talking about expert experts in specific fields in terms of you know, finance, uh, finance, you know, uh, marriage, yeah, uh, time management. You know, when we talk about marriage, like eat marriage. Yeah, we're going to talk about that balance, not just marriage. say relationships. Yep. Yep. We gonna, relationships. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm telling y'all, you, you know, for those of you who've been to a conference and you've enjoyed it, you're talking about two hours. We, we talking about we talking about 14, Nine 16 to six. hours. Yeah, we talk about almost over 14 to 18 hours worth of uh, information, the stuff you heard Les Brown earlier, the stuff that Les is sharing with me, Bob Proctor shared with me that I haven't really been able to give you guys. I'm going to be able to give you this, the specifics, not, you know, the generalities of what they told me, but the specifics of what they shared with me. So for real, man, you want to be in the building. Yeah, no doubt, man. So check us out. Like I said, I think on the website tomorrow, etinspires.com. 
Uh, go check that out. As always, use the promo secret to success to get a nice discount on the grind gear at the shop and go to breatheuniversity.com and check us out, man. Packages started as low as $19.99 just to be a part of this amazing community we got. With that being said, we ain't going to hold y'all up no more. E.T., give them the nugget of the day so we can get out of here. Listen to me, guys, for real. Lock in. You know, whatever distractions uh, you're, you're facing right now, let those distractions go. I just want you to breathe in, breathe out, right? I just want you to get get ready, guys. Get a pen and a pad, you know, get in your, um, you know, ET of the day nugget spot. If it's a closet, you know, if you got to just go in your car, but just go somewhere, you know, quiet so you can really get this, okay? Listen to me. It won't always be like this. It won't always be like this. And I know some of you are listening to this and you troubled. Even as you're listening to us, you couldn't totally focus on the podcast because you're not where you want to be maybe in a relationship. You know, maybe in your finances, you're going through it. You know, maybe professionally, you're not where you thought you would be at this particular time. You're halfway through the year and it hurts. Like there, not everybody. There's somebody listening to me right now. You, you are in pain, and I'm not just talking physical pain. You like, e, I, how am I still here? E, e, why am I not where I want it? Why is my marriage not better? Where, why is my money not better? Why am I not professionally like you are? You are frustrated, you know, to the point, you know, where you just like ready to throw your hands up and give in. Listen to me, it won't always be like this it won't always be like this and I need you to turn your attention away from the struggle and I need you to get back to the dream I need you to get back to dreaming I need you to get back to that vision board you like e I'm e I can't do I, e, I, I, I can't take no more right now e like I don't want to hear no more cliches e listen to me it won't always be like this your breakthrough is coming your breakthrough is coming, but I need you to put all your energy on your dream, all your energies on your goals, all your energies on your next move. Like stop thinking about the challenge and start thinking about the change. All right. And I'm telling you, I wish you could get in my spirits and see my wife over two years ago who could barely get out of the bed, who was going to the, I'm talking about she working out four, five times a week. She on that elliptical for, for an hour. She getting it in. Her diet has changed. She getting it in. She up all day, every day. She not taking naps like she used to. She back in the mall. It won't always be like this. And I remember looking at my wife, man, seeing her go to bed. She was like, I'm gonna be real. She was almost like an infant. All she could do is eat and sleep. Eat and she didn't have energy for nothing else. And I'm telling y'all, she asked me the other day, when we going to Dubai? When we going to Dubai? I'm ready to go to Dubai. When we going to San Diego? When we going to uh, LA? When we going, like she got so much, she has so much energy now. It won't always be like this. Your breakthrough is coming. It's right around the corner. But you gotta do me a favor. You gotta stop thinking about what's happening right now. The challenge, and you gotta start thinking about the change. I want you to write the change down three, four times a day. I want you to call your friend and tell them about your change. Call people and tell them what you're gonna do when you get healthy financially what you gonna do when you get healthy in your health what your marriage is gonna look like what your what your relationship with your children gonna look like like what what you gonna drive where you gonna live like what you're going to be able to do when you get past this child look it won't always be like this
It won't all, I'm telling you from personal experience, somebody that ate out of trash cans, lived in abandoned buildings, it won't always be like this. So it's your boy E.T. saying, better days are coming. Better days are coming. Weeping might endure for a night. But joy, joy cometh in the morning. Do not give up on me. Do not quit on me. Your morning is coming, but you gotta stay strong. So do not give up, do not give in. And if you're tired, like my boy Mojo used to say, tie a knot, tie a knot, call a friend. Don't give up on me because the best is yet to come. That's it. Appreciate that, E.T. Thank you guys for listening, man. Go write that review on iTunes. We'll see you next week.